It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Podmoths. <laughs> If you're easily offended, this show may not be for you. But if you're into that weird fun sh- you've come to the right place. You've been warned. <laughs> Are you there? I'm Chris. I'm the believer. <laughs> I'm Cody. I'm the skeptic. <laughs> Okay, stories. Let's get into it. Hello, Hello and welcome to BSP Believer Skeptic <laughs> wow, Podcast. Start the podcast for two idiots debate weird phenomena. I'm Chris. I'm the believer. I'm Cody. I'm the skeptic. And if this is your first time listening to us, we are an LGBTQ paranormal comedy podcast. And this is a full episode. And oh my god, my mouth is on fire. What? <laughs> it's still burning. We had. Spicy fried rice, and then Chris got mango habanero ice cream. Yeah. And one of those two things is got me on fire. Yeah. I'm not going to make it. So, but speaking of fire. Has nothing to do with our, top, oh, our topic, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. Well, this topic was inspired by uh, our Creep of the Week from last week's episode from Rich. Yeah, thanks, Rich, for for inspiring this with your story of basically they went into an abandoned hangar, and whenever they would walk in, their flashlights and all their electricity would just stop working randomly, and then when they would leave, it would all start working again. So this sort of inspired it. So what we are going to talk about is sliders. And electricity. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sliders, S-L-I, which is... um, Streetlight interference um, phenomena, basically. It's just an ability of, that people have of being able to turn on and off lights co- without consciously doing it, basically. And I'll explain even more when we go into the history. Yeah. Oh, cool. And I know that, like, what I think is interesting is I'm hoping there were some listeners who've never heard of the phenomena, but when they hear what that is, they're like, oh my God, like, that happens well, to me all the time, or my brother, or something. I was going to save this and i might as well say it now well you didn't know this but i mean it's happened to me hasn't in a long time but i i've had it happen to me so you you mentioned that it had but Uh, i don't know if this is the time but i want to know the extent to which it happened yeah and like i said i kind of expanded mine a little bit Mm -hmm. um to talk kind of more about electricity in general because my second story is so fun Uh (laughs) 
And so, such fun. Such fun. About, it's about <laughs> controlling electricity. And I think that falls into the whole slider thing. Such fun. Yeah. Cody doesn't know my reference. If you haven't watched the British comedy Miranda, please watch it on Hulu. It's amazing. And that's where that such fun comes from. It's hilarious. So, oh, so, so sh- drinks. Should we do drinks? Okay. Yes. Okay, mine is short and short and sweet, but it's actually a good one. I went and found it. It's disgusting. I mean, I'm going to take a sip of it and vomit because it's an IPA. Uh-huh. But it is called a Hop Shock IPA. So it's from Santan, which is a local brewing oh, company. And and I I totally thought you would end up with a Shock Top. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I was actually in the, I found so I found a wine called Sound and Fury, uh-huh. which sounds nothing like it. But the cov the label was a building being struck by lightning. Oh, cool. And I was like, well, that's perfect. But this is more obvious. And I'm going to taste it. Hold on. Here we go. Gross. It's the worst thing I've ever tasted. Your turn. (laughs) Oh, God. Yuck. So since we're talking about, you know, uh, light interference and whatnot, electricity, this is my take on an electric lemonade. That looks amazing. So an electric lemonade usually has a vodka and blue curacao. So I got a, instead, I got, the blue lemonade I mixed uh, mango nectar and uh, soda wow that sounds so that sounds way better than this shit and if you like IPAs I don't want to knock the beer it's probably great but I don't like them and this yeah. is ass so should we get into our, the history of this is another one of those where I don't know so much about it because I wanted to be informed mm. as you talked there's quite a, bot, a bit of information so sliders are people who have the possible paranormal ability to be able to turn off street lights or security lights on and off as they pass by or under them. Uh, sliders comes, like I said, from the uh, from the term coined by British paranormal writer and investigator Hilary Evans. Uh, street light interference, or SLI, hence the name sliders, like I said before. According to Evans, SLI experiences are based on claims from people who can turn these lights on or off involuntary and usually spontaneously. Evans wrote a book in 1993 dedicated to the phenomena called the SLI effect. Along with his writing and research, Evans also established the Street Lamp Interference Data Exchange, or uh, slide, where <laughs> <laughs> oh. sliders could report and share their experience with other other people with the same abilities. A lot of information received through that data exchange was published in Evans' final book, Sliders, the Enigma Streetlight Interference, published before his death in 2011. Uh, those who have the ability or believe in this uh, claim that these instances of turning off and on lights happen on a fairly normal basis with but with specific lamps or street lights you know interesting uh, coming uh, up in debunk <laughs> in 20 minutes they also state that these instances are so frequent that chance would not be able to explain it ah it's interesting that you keep saying or you said a couple times the word involuntary uh-huh. because well one like the examples i found it seems like some people claim to be able to do this on command well and because I know also, like, it seems interesting that if all of it's involuntary, that people are going to gather and talk about it. Like, oh, I accidentally turned on a light here without knowing. Oh, But then when you start on. seeing it frequently, like yeah. it happened to you frequently, then it's kind of... Then it gets becomes a uh, thing. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, some sliders do also report that when an instance occurs, they are often in an extreme emotional state. And in one article I read, one researcher states that the, there is a connection between sex um, in SLI in that SLI occurs as a result of sexual and emotional tension. Oh, at first I thought I misunderstood it and you meant gender. 
And I was oh, picturing no. it like I just had dubers in like it. So, <laughs> wait, so the thing where in movies people have this giant orgasm and it blows out the light yeah. is like based on this. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I'm going to test this. Well, like, I, well, it's kind of like in the same sense that it's been theorized that you know puberty, uh, female puberty in ghosts and poltergeists. You know. Oh, that's of, true. Yeah, but that must mean my sex life is pretty. I'm terrible at it because I don't think I've ever orgasmed a light off or on, <laughs> and I'm so sad now. Well, there's still time. <laughs> there's still time. Um, some of those with the ability believe that the static electricity or some kind of energy that comes from the human body is responsible for the occurrences, while others claim the possibility of psychic or psychokinetic abilities. Uh, that being said, explanations for the phenomena typically fall under three categories, psychological, paranormal, and mechanical. Uh, although streetlights often seem to be what believers talk about most, sliders have reported to have effects on other electronics, uh, such as appliances going on and off without being touched. Light bulbs constantly blow when a slider tries to turn them on or off. Volume levels on TVs, radios, and, and CD players uh, go up and down. Watches stop working. And children's ele- electronic toys start uh, by themselves when a slider is around them. And then credit and debit cards and other cards that work with magnetic with a magnetic strip are damaged or erased when in the possession by a slider. Huh. Okay, you're, you're, <laughs> you're getting more and more skeptical over there. My debunk meter is... Well, as you can probably conclude, the phenomena is not easy to test, so it's hard to make concrete conclusions. At the University of Hertfordshire in England, a, Hertfordshire. a Dr. Richard Wiseman conducted a, a research project dedicated to SLI. His research became widely known when the media started to report on Wiseman's experiment testing ESP with a machine called the Mind Machine, which he set up around England. Uh, Wiseman used the Mind Machine to collect data about the general public's psychic abilities. So SLI, whether real or not, uh, I'm sure we have some interesting stories today. I know I do. (laughs) As Hilary Evans stated in one of his books, quote, if SLI can be shown to occur... It would constitute the best evidence hitherto available that the human mind can, under certain circumstances, cause physical events to occur at a distance. And that is some information on SLI and sliders. Interesting. And that is that thing, too, where, you know, because we can't see and, like, you know, we don't know everything about light and magnetic yeah. waves and light waves and everything. Because and we're know, still learning about that. Exactly. Because yeah. I know that, you know, just sun, like sun spots in sun activity can affect light and things here as well and so there's so many i think this is one of those things where there there's, might be, there's a lot of factors that can, that and a lot of possibilities there are so many external factors exactly that i feel like and testing internal that, and in, wait till i get uh, to my oh, internal <laughs> believer i had diarrhea <laughs> and the lights went out in georgia <laughs> all right so stories <laughs> What? Story? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I was doing like um, Delta Burke or whatever. Oh. Yeah. Designing women and turning it into poo. So story <laughs> number one, I'm calling it mini sliders. Oh, I should have bought. That's what I should have done. I oh, should have made sliders. sliders. <laughs> I just thought of that. And I, I even typed this out like days ago. Because what I did is I found a book on Amazon that's entirely it was, dedicated. It's probably by Hillary Evans. Well, this one is called um, Sliders, the Enigma of Streetlight Interference. Uh-huh. And that's why, like, whenever you mention this, I was like, okay, people who turn off and on streetlights, like, 
that there's going to be nothing about it, but there are books about this shit. Oh, yeah. And I scanned the book and actually found examples from around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and these people submitted this to the author who, who compiled them. So I'm going to read a, read a few of them, and they're fun. And then it's a little bit shorter because my second story is pretty long and fun. So this is examples of around from around the world of sliding. First, we take you to Fair Oaks, California. There was a neighbor's light, which I could induce to turn off by walking past it and concentrating. I did so once for the benefit of my mother-in-law, who was visiting from Colorado. Hmm. As a devout Catholic, she wasn't exactly thrilled that I could do this. (laughs) (laughs) I did verify that the light was not equipped with a motion detector or on or off switch. Mm -hmm. My wife could not induce the light to switch itself off as she walked past it. So that is story number one. So this okay. is a person that I guess that's more voluntary. And that's most of my stories I have. Like his, his was? Exactly. Number two, we're going to cross the ocean to Athens, Georgia. No, Athens, <laughs> Greece. We were dropping friends off at their apartment building on one of Athens hills. As I stepped out of the car, the light opposite popped and went out. As a joke, my husband, who was used to this by now, said to me, do your spookies. Make it come on again. I lightheartedly took up the challenge. I clicked my fingers in the direction of the light, and it came back on again. At this time, the Vero narrowly brought up Catholic lady who was with us fled for the cover of her home. (laughs) She told me the light subsequently went out again and then never came back on. So for these two examples, there is a common theme. That if you've scared off a Catholic with your gift, then it must be real. <laughs> Whatever. As long as the Catholic is scared, every time a life goes off, a light goes off. A life. <laughs> a life. A Catholic runs off scared. So now we're going to go to a couple of examples that are outside of street lights. So it's kind of what you mentioned at the end of history about different types of electronics. Mm-hmm. This is from Alexandria, Virginia. And this person wrote... I cannot sit near a radio when I'm agitated. So this is your thing about a lot of times your emotional emotional state state, can like peak this. Um, If a radio is in tune when I am next to it, it will be badly out of tune when I step away and vice versa. The effect is so pronounced and occurs so frequently that one friend dubbed me radioactive. (laughs) Now, the one thing I think is interesting is that it wasn't, she didn't say that the radio goes in and out of like um static because that's what i expected she goes it goes in and out of tune and so it's like the singer like no no like always like when you tune the dial like it's moving oh like (laughs) oh never mind (laughs) i really thought it meant the singer starts like singing sharp (laughs) and flat and i'm like well that sounds really weird okay moving on Oh my god. We're going to go to Canada and ignore me. I forgot about tuning the radio. When I was at university and really stressed out during exams, whenever I passed... Now, this is weird. Whenever I passed gas, (laughs) the lights would go off. (laughs) Whenever I passed my collection of music boxes, they would start to play. I remember one in particular was a piano, which played on and off all night. I eventually threw it in the snow so I could sleep. Music boxes are I know it's, are just wind up, wind usually, up. as as far as I know, and that's why I don't quite understand. I know that there's metal like the little pro- tongs and prongs. Yeah, but that's a shrimp. Those prongs. you can also you can wind, and this is the only example that wasn't electronic. 
but I thought it was so then, then that would be more of a telekinetic yeah. rather than electro than an SLI unless the Canadian definition of a music box Can- Canadian <laughs> is different than American finally we go back to Athens Greece to a person who said when I was a teenager my father would say don't touch the TV tell me what channel you want and I will change it and the channel would change to what I said this was in the days before remote controls yeah. So basically, the dad was able to change the channel, and every time I got up to touch the TV, the picture became distorted with electrical interference, mm-hmm. which didn't happen to anyone else in the house. So the dad could turn the channel off or on, but the child would actually cause the TV static to mess up. Is her name Carol Ann? <laughs> Poltergeist. Poltergeist. <laughs> yeah. Go to the t- change the TV, Carol Ann. <laughs> Nickelodeon's on. Uh, this is one of those, and, and I don't want to like get someone to debunk, but you know, especially back in the day, how antennas were. There were times I remember being a kid and having to stand just so, like if there was a storm or something, just so the TV would like you know yeah. would, would be in tune or whatever the fuck the word is for TV. That's why I'm like, well, I don't know about that one, but. Finally, what I have is a person who actually talked about how they're able to do this. And this person said, I definitely cannot tell what is going to happen in the future. I personally feel just sensitive to energy in general. And I just kind of have a sense of if a streetlight might go out or if there was an intense energy in the room. Mm -hmm. I think it's just from learning and past experience, but I can definitely tell if a light will flicker. Interesting. Yeah. So that is my first mini slider story about sly yeah interesting that like a lot of those were are voluntary or intentional yeah i feel like if if it if you're if it's involuntary but it happens to you enough you're going to start noticing it and really focusing on it so it almost turns voluntary i don't know otherwise it's non-consensual and we don't (laughs) want that in any way anyway so both my stories (laughs) Come from a message board where uh, people can post their SLI experiences. Uh, the first one I wrote in first person because uh, I, I and I paraphrased because it was pretty lengthy. But anyways, paraphrase, paraphrased, <laughs> paraphrase. I want to paraphrase. Uh, uh, so this is a 2005 post from a person called Matt from Australia. Uh, he says that he is traditionally very scientific and analytical and believes in the laws of physics. He says he thought SLI, psychokinesis, and the like was just BS. But he says that whenever he is out, the lights go out. When that first started happening, he thought his car, it was his car somehow interfering with light sensors, and he, uh, so he just ignored it. It kept on continuing to happen. So some years later, he, had, he bought a new car and a bike, but that it, even though he had a new car now, it continued to happen. He says that when he was out walking, that it would happen uh, as well. So it didn't even matter the vehicle. He explains that sometimes the lights go off as he is approaching it, but more often it happens when he is underneath it. Underneath the car? No, underneath the light, oh. you dork. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, wait, what is happening? <laughs> he parks and he like, watch this. And he like crawls under the car and suddenly the lights go off. Okay, oh now God, I get it. Nerd. So while, when he's under the light, that's when it goes out. Yeah. Okay. He tries to come up with some kind of rational explanation for the occurrences, but can't. He starts asking people if they have had their own experiences. He says he asked about 50 people, but none of them have had this kind of experience, at least none of the people that he talked to. 
So with that, he starts to wonder if he's now having mental health issues, you know? Oh, wow. Then he sees a show on Discovery about people having similar experiences as he does. Uh, in the show, the they theorize that the brain could possibly be a quantum computer, more so that the proteins within the microtubules <laughs> tubules are about the right size for quantum effects. Uh, based on that knowledge, he begins to think that maybe brains could interfere with electrical systems because of that. Theory. Oh, because the brain is an electrical an system. Electric, yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. So he says he has always felt electrically charged in the sense that uh, when he gets electric shocks, you know, kind of like when you rub your, yeah, feet. your feet. Yeah, yeah, that kind of shock. But in, in the case, no one touches him or causes these shocks, but he's consistently getting shocked like that. So he can just be sitting there and be like, oh, yeah, feel the shock. Huh. Yeah. He says he's even been woken up in the, violently in the middle of the night with some like heavy shocks. Yeah. Weird. He says that when he was 18, he was diagnosed with trigeminal uh, neuralgia. He says that the treatment for that was uh, that was used on him slowed down electrical impulses in the brain. He just mentioned that because he's like, maybe that could be something that caused huh. it to you. Yeah. Well, could the disease itself cause like you feel like you're being shocked because your brain is tricking your <laughs> you're body? asking the wrong person. I didn't look. Come into. on, Matt from Australia, <laughs> talk to us. Um, he says it's not just street lights. He says at his work, he has caused flaky hardware on modules to die just by being near them. Um, he then says he asks his mom if there are any weird occurrences when he was younger, which she tells him that they would sometimes have a week of nothing, but then would have to replace four lights in one night. On top of that, he says until he is 16, he would be able to tell if someone in the house would turn on the TV, even if, if he wasn't in the same room or area as them. Is it because he was hearing the TV? <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> like he hears like the show and he's like, someone has turned on the TV. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> You know what I mean. Um, although he is not completely sure if these are related, and he is in general is sensitive as he in general is in, is sensitive to high frequency noises. You know, mm. he then begins to take notes about the his SLI occurrences and concluded some possible contributing factors. He says that individual lights just seem to be more prone than others. Consciousness attempts to make the light go out seems to inhibit the effect. Occurrences happen when he has in-depth conversations requiring deep thought and heightened or charged up emotional state seem to bring about the occurrences. He says he would have had expected more of his personal experiences to happen under calm, idle brain kind of moments, but it hasn't happened that way. Instead, he says he has experienced experiences most when he is stressed or upset, deep in thought and unfocused on the road. Again, he says he is the biggest skeptic, and outside of these observations, he doesn't have an explanation. He says his major issue with other skeptics is that they don't really look at the rate of events that are happening to people, which to him could be a major factor. He says skeptics can prove this entire thing by just providing some simple numbers, but he can't find that information. He concludes saying he continues to make personal notes and has just accepted his occurrences as part of his life. He says that it's a gift he would rather not have unless he is able to control it at will. Not being able to control it just makes it more frustrating than anything. Well, then have I got the article for him? <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's like the perfect segue because my next story is how to become an electromancer. Dun, dun, electromancer? Dun. Yes. <laughs> That's what a person who can voluntarily control electricity that's what they call themselves, oh. electromancers. Oh. oh, yeah, there's some. 
there's some shit going on in here. But first, about him, I find it interesting. So this is one that's purely involuntary. Yeah, which absolutely. I think is really cool. So is my next one as well. Oh wow! And and mine is all voluntary. This is how to voluntarily become an electromancer, <laughs> not against your will. But um, I was gonna say if he's talking about rates and you know the scientific aspect of it, like why he hasn't just basically turned himself into a documentary and just films himself <laughs> so you can see it. Yeah. But then at that point, it almost becomes voluntary because he's wanting the lights to turn off for the thing, but then it won't. Yeah. So it's almost like he's gotten himself out of having to prove his own ability. Oh my gosh, you are reading way I too am. far into this. I wonder if anyone even understood that because I barely did. No. So anyway, um, I so this is something where I found this art. Oh, Chris, I found this article on how to become an electromancer. And it is... Did you try it? Um, I was. Oh, I meant to. I meant to try it because there's some funny stuff in here, but I didn't. But I was like, "Wow, it's long." Like this article was pages and pages long, and I was like, "Oh, well, this is a one-off." It's not. There were tons of articles teaching you how to do this shit. Yeah. So let's get into. It. Let's let's develop some powers just, together, it's shall like we? How to develop your 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 gifts? Yeah. You know. So electrokinesis is the psychic ability that allows the mind to generate and manipulate nearby atoms using waves and electrical currents. When used properly, electrokinesis allows the user, known as an electromancer, to control and influence that flow of waves. That means you can move, direct, collect, attack, using electricity in any way you desire Mm -hmm. through the power of your mind. And I love how it's, my favorite part is that is, any way you desire. So there there are no limits to this, Chris. And as I get into it, there's nothing you can't do with electricity. (laughs) I'm going to like try to shock my nipples whenever we're done. Well, if you're into that, I mean, yeah, why that's not? between oh. you and you, your other half. <laughs> between you and God. Where, so where can electrokinesis be used? It can be used or performed in a range of areas and with a wide range of energy sources. Where best to perform this power is determined by one's surroundings. If you use this power around a huge energy source, such as a power plant. So if you're in a big city and you're in a power plant, the result of your power will be overwhelming. But it says, be very careful. you got to be so wary of this. So you live in the country? Oh, and it says this. So there may be some of you electrokinesis enthusiasts who live in rural places. Oh, no. With oh. only a small amount of electricity. Don't be alarmed. This does not take away from the chance to practice the art of electrokinesis. <laughs> and also, it says a smaller supply may be better for beginners. As you don't want to go overboard in the beginning <laughs> and kill yourself. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Because then it says, is electrokinesis dangerous? Short yes. answer, Yes. Very, both to you and the people or things around you. But then it says that shouldn't discourage you. <laughs> so it's like you can kill yourself, you can kill other people, but don't worry, practice. It's <laughs> going to be great. It's going to be awesome. So, with all that said, if you can do all this shit, are there any limitations? Of course, a couple: water and magnets. Well, yes, that makes that makes total sense. Yeah, it's really quick. The article is to point out that physical strength has nothing to do with it. And so I have a little debunk thing later just about the nerd inventing this to, you know, compensate for. To be an X-Men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the picked on nerd. Now, those are the weaknesses. What are some strengths of it? Well, um, it has it's a electric. multitude of strengths. Yeah. Well, boogie it, woogie. It, it, what? The electric slide. Oh. It's electric. It's like, boogie woogie. <laughs> That's how the song, the song goes. That's great. That It, it can help you slide. Duh. <laughs> Um, It grants users power over life and death. The article says that. Aside from the obvious strengths, 
in terms of utilizing the power to save or harm mm -hmm. people because you can use it to shock someone back to life <laughs> or you could use it to kill them. It can help you in everyday use. For example, if the wielder of the abilities um, has a car that needs a jump, they wouldn't need to wait around for aid or jumper cables or anything. Instead, they can pop the hood and use their mastery over this ability to get the car up and running. Well, uh, somebody should open a business with nothing, <laughs> with nothing but people with this power working there. And they, you use your hands for it all. So use yeah. your hands up in the air just doing all this. Another example is the ability to power devices and appliances. It's great during the time of COVID. No touch, you know? Oh, yeah. Just six <laughs> feet away. Yeah. And it even sits here like if you're um, – everyone's had that thing where your, your um, phone battery dies. Yeah. Well, when you have this ability and you master it, you can charge your phone from the palm of your hand. Oh, my god! <laughs> yeah, and everywhere it says the word their, like, um, you know, their phone dying, the palm of their hand, it spells it a different way each time. Um, so the person who wrote this, so is, this clearly is a legit article. an expert. But it's a long, and it's on, a, like, a legit website. Um, you can actually says if you develop the power enough, you can power every circuit and wire in your house. So you don't even have to use electric. You can cancel your APS power. I have SRP. Oh, SRP. <laughs> oh, then you can't. <laughs> and just power your house. So, so you're just a physical. You're just a a, a generator. Ex that's exactly what you are. You're a generator, just powering all the shit. So, and I love that the limitations are like, yeah, there's a couple water magnets to stay away from them, but the strengths. You can save lives and charge your phone. So now that we know what it can do, let's get started on how to do it. Now, it says in the following text, you will learn how to develop electrokinesis. The techniques below have been discussed for beginners. <laughs> and by using the electrokinesis exercise and practice for a few days, you can get tremendous results. Okay. Well, a few days. <laughs> so you can, you can control electricity after a few days. And as you said, though, there are, there's no one running a business using this. Yeah. There's no one powering phones and doing shit <laughs> using this. You know. So first, you've got to find inner peace of mind. Finding inner peace and calmness of mind in everyday life is the first step to be taken before starting to practice any psychokinesis <laughs> capabilities. Okay. <laughs> so hence, stop doing some of the least important things and calm down your body and bring your mind into peace. Stop masturbating. Now that finds inner peace. <laughs> inner peace. <laughs> Second, familiarize yourself with electrical sounds. You have to know something before you begin to practice. It actually says that. So you start noticing and listening to the sounds of electricity, the popping, the crackling sounds that you can pick up. <laughs> to develop this power, you will hear the sound of electric current that they create, so you'll get familiar. And as you gain the sounds of electricity around you, you become familiar with it. And that's a key because the familiarity grants you a source of control. Um, this imaginative power of sound is needed at the initial stages. So basically... You're going to hear it for real, uh -huh. but at first, pretend to hear it, okay? And then visualize the electrical current. That's next. So the meditation technique helps you clear your mind. Mm -hmm. Once it's clear, visualize the electrical current passing through your body. As you practice more, you will be amazed to hear the sounds of popping and cracking. It may take anything from a few days to weeks, but you will actually start to feel electrical currents. Okay. And then you want to feel that energy in your hands. Simply by doing the visualization practice for a few days, it makes being able to hear a popping or crackling sound advance itself until you feel a surge of energy in your body. You will start to feel a current. And when that is attained, you can direct that energy into your hands 
and feel them becoming warm. Uh huh. So you'll actually feel your fingertips becoming warm. And at that point, that's when you can finally extend that energy from fingers to any object, such as a light bulb, um, to observe whether you see any actual change and see it flicker or mm. anything. You can even attempt to stun someone by projecting and seeing the result of your exercise. <laughs> I love, I love that. That's the nerd reference. And the article is so long. There are multiple, multiple references to stunning people in this, stunning your enemies in this. Um, it says that if you're still not feeling anything after a few weeks, I would recommend you buy a good quality taser. <laughs> For real? It really says that. Oh, and my not, God. And not to use on your enemies, though. It talks about how to actually try to use that to gain the power. And then finally, you can make an electro ball. This is an essentially a psi ball with electricity from electrokinesis that these exercises have produced. Um, to begin, you visualize the electrical energy flowing through your body. And at this point, you make a normal psi ball because, you know, you don't want to make a weird psi ball at first. And then picture that heat coming out of your hands and your fingertips and converging with the side ball, which will then make sparks and shocks around the inside of that ball. Do this exercise for around five minutes a day. <laughs> oh, God. By doing this practice, you, will, you must feel the electricity in your body. Uh-huh. By repeatedly doing so, you can feel energy and you can make the electro, electro ball. And finally, <laughs> you'll be able to stun people around you. <laughs> oh, my God. So basically... From there, it says to practice, practice, practice. So, in short, if you want to stun your neighbors, their pets, <laughs> their children, you have to practice electrokinesis. Oh, and that, that sounds the, like a PSA, <laughs> right? Yeah, it totally does. That oh God, is ridiculous. It is the stupidest thing, and I love it so much. And and like I said, this may sound like fictional, but it's not. This person was very serious, and this there were many articles about this. You're going to get a heated email from this person. <laughs> oh, it's going to be like Rich. <laughs> be like, sorry, Rich. <laughs> All right, there we go. That's what I got. Uh, well, like I said, I use the same website for both these stories. Um, the second one comes from the year 2000 from a man called Mark. In- the year 2000. What? Uh, in Virginia. He says, psychic electricity. I, too, have experienced many of these phenomena. Being an electronics technician has made this a very helpful and frustrating life. Oh, that's what they do? Okay. I am also some somewhat psychic, and the combination has led to some very interesting things. Oh, God. I first noticed the psychic phenomena as a child when I realized that I could awaken my sister from sleep just by calling her name in my mind. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> You thought just by calling her name. I jumped the gun there. Yeah. Bit. In my mind. Hey, Chris, you woke up. Okay. 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 I get it. Uh, this continues <laughs> even today with people that I have a close bond with. The ele- electrical phenomena only started to become apparent as I reached puberty. When I was about 10 or 12, uh, lightning sh- struck a TV set positioned about two feet from where I was sitting. I was numb for several minutes, but had no other apparent symptoms. I was all, always fascinated by electricity. My dad was an electrician and used to play with an old telephone set that my dad used to test the circuits and, and shock fishing worms out of the ground. <laughs> I enjoyed the electrical sensation from slowly cranking the magneto and to this day enjoy a mild shock. Less than 120 volts, he has to, oh. of course, specify. Sounds good a fetish. No, I don't go deliberately trying to shock myself. Oh. I, I'm not stupid. I have a healthy respect for the dangers of electricity. 
It's just that in my line of work, an occasional tingle is almost inevitable. <laughs> so far, my worst shock has been from a 440 VDC volts of direct current, which I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, I didn't either. Power supply in a 1950 model analog computer. A burn on my arm and being knocked on my butt was the only visible consequence. The engineer was very surprised at the minor amount of hurt that I sustained, considering that 440 VDC almost always guarantees a heart attack or worse. Oh, shit. I thank God for my survival. I would say that over the course of 20 plus years, I have been seriously shocked about 10 times. In all cases, I lost no more than a few minutes work and back to the task at hand. The blown light bulb phenomena began when I got my own bedroom uh, at about the age of 12. The light above my bed would not stay on for more than a couple of weeks before it was, would blow out. It was so bad that my parents thought that I was deliberately doing something to the lights. That was definitely not the case. The room I had also contained some sort of spirit or energy that would open the closet door in the middle of the night. <laughs> I would hear the floor creaking as though someone were walking through the bedroom. The sound would then return towards the closet and the door would close. Oh, that's the creepiest thing ever. Yeah. The one time I tried to see what was happening, the light bulb blew out just as I pulled the chain. All I saw was the closet door slowly swinging open. I never knew what was happening and was glad to leave for college. In college, one of our pastimes was to go out at night and hit the street lights on campus with our fists. This would cause the light to go out for a few minutes and we would see how many lights we could knock out before the first light would come back on. I found that I could cause the lights to go out by just by lightly touching and sometimes just passing by the light pole. I became an odds on favorite for winning the lights out competition. I also began to notice that highway lights would go out while I was driving, especially when I was thinking angry or upset thoughts. The fluorescent lights over my service area at work have not functioned properly since we moved in, uh, moved my shop. I did not like the move and apparently it shows. We just recently moved my shop area to another portion of the factory floor and now the lights overhead of the new area flicker on and off, whereas they had not uh, before my move. Another recent dramatic example concerned a lady that I was very smitten over. She just wanted to be friends and I was trying to deal with that because I valued her friendship. One night I was over visiting and she was online on her computer. She wanted to check email privately and asked me to step into the kitchen for a moment. Oh, God. Well, irrational green-eyed jealousy welled up in me, and as I walked into the kitchen, the kitchen lights began to buzz and flicker, and her computer began to make strange noises. It got so bad that we had to shut the lights and computer off for the evening. <laughs> I then tried to explain about my relationship to electricity, which... Oh, God, which I'm sure turned her on. <laughs> which did not calm her in. <laughs> No. I'm happy to say that we are still very good friends and she can use her computer around me without fear. <laughs> my, I'd be more scared of him being creepy. Yeah. My career has me interacting with electronic machinery on a daily basis. As I've matured, I've come to realize that the machines seem to, quote, talk to me. And often I can troubleshoot simply by touching the machinery and, quote, asking what the problem is. My eyes will often then be drawn to an area or I will see in my mind where the trouble has occurred. Oh, God. I'm sorry. 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 I've had several <laughs> colleagues remark about my intuitive leaps to the answer. I believe this is all a gift from God and thank him daily for the help. Or some have the gifts for helping people. Mine are for helping machines. That's fascinating. <laughs> you, <you're, laughs> you are like your bullshit meter yeah and i mean I, I mean here's the thing is we said before you know the brain is electronic you know so who knows what could really be happening as we get more and more i guess electricity and waves and everything going around us but that kind of i'm special kind of 
BS is a little like gift from God. Patri- not patronizing, but yeah, it's a little this, icky not, to me. It's yeah. narcissistic, narcissistic or something yeah. to me. And I like, and he told her, and it didn't calm her. I'm like, well, yeah, he just <laughs> like <laughs> that's not going to woo or win anybody's heart. Yeah. By the way, you're, that's not a panty dropper. <laughs> <laughs> just shock them sh- that shit off. <laughs> Burn out the vagina. Um, anyway, so <laughs> we're going to believer skeptic. That was that's yeah. a good story. I really like that. Yeah, and I know there's people that really you know believe in that. And okay, so let, now that we said that, let's get into you real quick. So, did you? Is this something that started at a particular time? Particular particular time, or does no, it happen I just, when you're more when you're agitated, or I. I never noticed it. I just thought it was a fluke. Like it would happen once in a while uh, under streetlights specifically. And, but I didn't know about the phenomena until at least the last few years. So I didn't know what it was. You know, I thought it was just kind of a fluke. Interesting. And, and my brother, I remember saying too, that he also had uh, experience with the streetlights as well. I don't know if he still does, but same Interesting. Thing. I had um, a friend in high school, and that thing about punching streetlights is like we. I guess maybe it's a small town thing. We would yeah, kick them. That makes sense. And he, yeah. yeah, and you'd kick them, and then they would go out for a little while. But he actually mentioned now, like it just hit me during this episode that he actually said that um, streetlights would go out around him, yeah. and I'd forgotten about that until right now. But um, in to debunk, there have been few studies done on sliders, and none have returned any measurable results, as you said, because you know how could it's going to be so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, a part of it is really exactly what I expected: is that most people who notice it are one people who walk a lot and who pay enough attention to notice that kind of thing, meaning that it's probably happening a lot all the time but only a certain subset of people are actually paying attention to it and turning it into something but on top of that because i was like well that's kind of a basic explanation i found Mm -hmm. something really cool and this is going to get real nerdy so bear with me it said that a lot of sliders tend to live in areas that use sodium vapor lamp bulbs and don't Mm -hmm. replace them regularly this leads to a phenomenon called cycling um and here's a nerd speak warning sodium vapor lamps work pretty simply they're a glass tube filled with a gas and sprinkled with sodium and sometimes with a few other materials like mercury. Electrical currents pass through the gas, which heats up and vaporizes the other materials. The gas ionizes and some of the electrons knock into the sodium, heating it up so it glows. Okay. The extra oxygen forms more gas inside the tube and the pressure builds up, especially as the lamp gets hotter. As the pressure gets higher, more voltage is required to keep mm-hmm. the electrical current going, mm-hmm. and eventually the streetlight kicks out. When it cools down sufficiently, the gas condenses and the voltage is sufficient once more. Mm-hmm. The streetlight turns on, only to turn off again when it heats too much. So this forms that cycle to where it heats up, goes off, cools down, turns back on. So you're saying it's chance slash coincidence. Exactly. So if you live in an area where the lamp bulbs are not kept fresh, it actually says you are more likely to find sliders. Hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. And then finally, I want to talk about statistics to people who talk about it being voluntary. For every one person who successfully had a light go out when they looked at it, mm-hmm. there are hundreds and thousands of people where they tried unsuccessfully. But no one writes books about their failures with no, powers. You know what I mean? So we don't see any of that. All we're really seeing are these success stories. And because you're not reading about all the failures, mm-hmm. it makes it seem like, oh, well, this is really a thing. But statistically, it's not. I, you, oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I really, I really could. So, yeah. And then for electromancy, we have talked about 
remember that million dollar prize, the James Randi multi mm-hmm. prize, and all that. No one's ever come forward. No one's opened their business for electromancy, saying, <laughs> "I will charge your shit and one a million dollars." So there's there's nothing proven. Okay, there we go. Um, so this believer was kind of all over the place for me. Uh, for me, um, I just feel that there is not one specific explanation. Rather, there are a number of causes, both paranormal and scientific. For one, according to an article from the University of Maryland, quote, our cells are specialized to conduct electrical currents. Electricity is required for the nervous system to send signals throughout the body and to the brain. A disruption in electrical currents can lead to illness. That being said, um, there is a physical property of the human body called body... Called body? No, called (laughs) body capacitance, in which the body acts as a capacitator. Oh, wow. A capacitor? Or capacitor, I'm sorry, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Things such as elevators, automatic scenes, or paper uh, towel dispensers work as a result of uh, body capacitance. Because of the capacitance, sometimes people can also work as antennas in which they can make reception better for a TV or radio like you're talking about, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think many of us have had these experiences. So, uh, but in a different article I read, the writer says that lights go on and off due to a, quote, energetic disturbance that can occur if you are visited by a spirit or if you have a high energetic vibration. Oh. The disturbance disrupts the electrical current of lights and uh, electronic devices, obviously. Um, all that being said, I believe that SLI is due to a combination of kind of all of the above. Our bodies partially function due to electricity, and some people are just more electrically, quote, charged than others. Our body holds the energy within the figurative capacitor. Perhaps this capacitor gets filled and starts overflowing with energy that then results in a person being more electrified than the typical human, which to me would be the same as a high level of energetic vibration. Electrifying. You better shape Uh, up. Yep. To me, this is most likely cause of SLI. Uh, regarding coincidence and synchronicity, to me, if SLI was a rare occurrence, I would say that may be true, but it hap- but it happens way too often to attribute it to that, even though you said differently a while ago. <laughs> Unfortunately, recreating these occurrences in a clinical setting is almost impossible, which means it's hard to come to any concrete conclusions. Whatever you believe SLI is and will always be a fascinating phenomenon. I agree. And I will say for my poo-pooing mm-hmm. that, you know, like for like ghosts and seeing that, that's when I'm like mm, super skept. Well, skept is a new word. But for this one, I agree totally that there is definitely unexplained information about this. There's something because our body, like you said, our electricity, there's something there. Yeah. Cool. So creep of the week. Um, our email, email inbox is a little barren, so no listener story this week, which is also my way of asking for you guys listening to send in your weird and strange experiences. Please. So for Creeper of the Week, I found this very short but relevant story. Um, a group of people at the University of Colorado Boulder have created stretchable bands that can be worn on the arms, legs, and fingers, which can convert body heat into electricity. Oh, cool. Uh, with this discovery and invention, it could potentially be used for such things as heart monitors for runners. You know? Oh, that's so cool. This object is based on thermoelectric generators, which the inventors embedded in a thin film from a flexible polymer and wired together with an aloe. Alloy. Sorry, an alloy. <laughs> with aloe vera. <laughs> no, an alloy. Although this invention is in its elementary stages, it would be super interesting to know how this works out and is utilized in the future. 
So agree. Could you imagine, like, you know how people, when they're exercising, they wear their phone on their arm? Yeah. Theoretically, if they had that on one of those bands on their arm, mm-hmm. as they're exercising, it could charge their phone? Yeah. Oh, cool. Is, okay, that's that cool. cool? Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. And and I want to go ahead and say, too, like, in this about your brain controlling things or that electricity, there is that mind-controlled helicopter, and there's a whole video oh, series on it yeah, where people that wear that, yeah, that thing on their head, and they can actually make a helicopter fly. So there's there's some shit out there. That was yeah, yeah that was really cool. That was fun. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't know what to say. I'm <laughs> just kind of trying to mull it all over. But yeah, it's a weird phenomenon. It's just I don't know. I mean, that's something we could probably do follow ups on if we hear anything about electricity in the body and heat. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, thank you guys. Thank you everybody for listening. As always, um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at bspodphx. Um, send in your stories. We need more stories. Send them to bspodphx at gmail.com. Yeah, and um, my books, The Gay Teen's Guide to Defeating a Siren, as always, are available. All three books, yay! And remember that we are doing a giveaway where um, we're giving away five copies of my first book to people. And this is really kind of about supporting the podcast where just go to the picture with um, us in the book on Instagram, tag two friends that you think would like the podcast, and that's it. And we, I talked a little bit about it in the mini-sode. Like, I don't want this to be a icky refer a friend, but, you know, we, we, we're proud of the podcast, and, you know, we would love to just get a little support out there if you like us. See if we can get some people listening, and we would love you forever. Yeah. All right. Was that everything? I think so. Oh, that was cool. All right, everyone. Well, um, if you guessed this episode from the mini-sode, <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> and then we will see everybody next week, and Bye. bye. See you again next time.